absolutely fantastic to come here to Juventus in our opening game of the Champions League and play like we did. Second half was extraordinary. Extraordinary. And we've gone and got a decision like that there. It's absolutely extraordinary. We were magnificent. Magnificent. Coming roaring in there against Juventus. We've spent £100 million and we were fantastic. The players there devastated in the dressing room as I am myself. It's, it's shocking. And welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by Dermot Coyle. Hello. Pleasure to see you, Dermot. Yep, it's good to be back. And I'm joined by Christopher Bowd. Alrighty. Yep, doing a very professional. No jokes. Straight in. Um, this podcast will be one in a hopeful... Um, people like the jokes. Probably quite a bad start without them. Off to a bad start. No, we're off to a good start. We're putting all that nonsense behind us. I am I'm a new man, and uh, we're professional, and we're getting on with it. Thanks for putting me off track, off to a bad start from from my point of view. Um, but we're just this season. Uh, th- sorry, this podcast. We're going to be uh, looking at a specific season. Uh, it's a series of podcasts we'll do during the downtime in the season. Uh, we're going to call them Timeline Celtic. Um, every. I just when you say that. Um, I, I'm, I I'll be add sound effects. I'll I'll be honest about. I want you to come up with some sort of uh, logo and also some sort of music. I know you're not necessarily musically inclined, but I want you to create some music for Timeline so, Celtic. I'll say it again. <laughs> See if you can just cut that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I'll Timeline Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for like the the eighties sort of news anchor. Yeah. Timeline Celtic. Uh, is there a paedophile in your bush? Everyone who's listened to this podcast is dead! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so it's called Timeline Celtic, and we'll be looking at a specific season and just breaking it down. What we're going to do is we're going to give you an overview of the where Celtic were at that point, um, the squad, the transfers we brought in. Um, the, before we actually touch on the season as a whole, we'll look at where Celtic were in Europe on that point. Uh, we're also going to look at Celtic's competitors, so we'll probably touch on Rangers, um, and where they were at that point, and how they cheated, um, etc. Um, and then we'll, what we'll do is we'll have a sort of breakdown of the month as it goes. So July, we'll look at the key games. Um, uh, August, September, so on and so forth. All the months. All the months. All the best months. Uh, the top months. Um, except it's just ju- it's just July to me. To be honest, we don't we don't have June. Which is my birthday, so I'm a bit disappointed with that. Um, but that there you go. Highlight, I'd written that down. Well, that it's about being. I, I I had it in my head. I was like, be like professional and all that, and he's he's ruined it. I've had one and a half drinks, so I am yeah. officially canned. Yeah, one and a half <laughs> sips is what you mean. <laughs> um, did you have a beer before this? Yes. Who with? I was just waiting to come here, so I had a beer. <laughs> We've been waiting I here for forty-five late. minutes. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> 
I thought it was later. I finished work. I didn't want to go home to come here because that's more awkward. So I just sat in town having a beer. Wow. I didn't want to come here because that's awkward. Uh, no, I didn't want to go home to then come here because that would have... Yeah, and if you came straight here, you would have been on time. Yeah, I didn't know the time. <laughs> just so The organiser of the podcast failed. Right. In outlining the, the, the start. To be fair, no one did actually ask for a time. Yeah. Like, I was actually wondering myself at like four o'clock today, like, what time's this thing starting? I'm sure you texted seven. I texted seven to this half guy. Seven. Half seven. Anyway, um we're still late for half seven. Still. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. Uh so what we're gonna do is we're we're focusing on the two thousand and one, two thousand and two season. So uh, it'd be interesting even just to put a kind of backspin backspin to put a, like in a, a historical fact on where we were at that point uh, I was um, 82 92 2002 I was 19 uh, you would have been 19 as well Bode no I you would have been 20 I just sorry I just I just turned 20 um, the season the, the month after we're going to talk about so I was 20 and I was uh, I think I was working full time and uh, I was working at the Scottish Football Association actually um, I was there full time. One of them. Part of the institution. Yes, part of the, yeah, EBT payments, etc. Yeah, yep. side letters, all that, all that shebang. But no, I was working for. Uh, I was working in the administrative part of the SFA, and for me, I'd came through. Well, actually, we all came through the the, the kind of. Jim Barry was your mentor, wasn't he? <coughs> uh, we all came through. We actually, I'd spent time at Park Circus. Um, before I, I get in on the November and they sold it and full of clowns wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that's <laughs> terrible. That's, did they sell it to Anna Ryder Richards? They did, yeah. yes. And she done it up. She done it up and they uh, sold it. Yeah, punted it for an even bigger profit. That's yeah. how much the Scottish Football Station knows about property <laughs> uh, and tax, probably as well. By them, am I right? Say letters. <laughs> I don't know, innit? <laughs> what is a side layer? <laughs> I don't know, who fucking knows. A- anyway, so 2001, uh, yeah, I was, ni- I was 28. Bowed, you were 19 as well, U- university? Uh, no, I was working. I was a working man by that point. Because uh, you'd fucked uni, aye? Aye. Uh, <laughs> you'd pissed your loan against the wall, aye? P- correct. <laughs> <laughs> I had drank my student loan and decided to work instead. Good. Hey, listen, you, you've made I'm a choice. No regrets here. There yep. is definitely... I don't cry at night thinking about what could have been. That's gone. Mean, it's in the past. I don't know if anyone's seen the beginning of Joe versus the volcano when um, he goes down on his knees and looks up to God and says, "Why, God? Why?" Because he hates his job so much. I'm not saying that's what Bout's like on a semi-daily <laughs> basis, but he's wearing the greatest shirt I've ever seen. Now it might be blue. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks one of many grey shirts that I own <laughs> in my grey life. It's, it's a uniform. It's a uniform, um, and it's hanging in what's known as Father's gym. No, um, so <laughs> you were you were full time, Dermot. What were you doing? Uh, I was at registers, registers yeah, Scotland, yeah, of course, uh, civil so servant working. Don't know what age I'd have been. Twenty two, twenty three, maybe two years old on you. So probably yeah, twenty two, just about twenty two. Um, uh, you know, at this point, uh, well, let's just kind of we've got a bit of a rundown, so we'll. The season before, uh, Martin and Ayo had came in and we'd won the treble. Uh, kind of, how did that feel about for you? Like, um, well, for all of us, how did it feel? Do you know the fact we'd won the treble? Yeah, no, it was incredible. Um, it really was. Uh, not to go all Celtic da, but uh, obviously, big big Vim had came in a couple of years before, stopped the ten, um, which was my first real taste of success. I've, 
vague, vague memories of the centenary year, but then it's just the, the dredge of uh, Rangers winning nine in a row. Um, see, when you say you've got memories of it, like, um, you don't really, I don't really count that as like... Yeah, I mean, that, I... Yeah, I have some memories. There was other stuff happening in my life that makes me remember that year in particular. So yeah. I kind of remember wee bits. Um, but it's like you know, it's not like, not like you're watching the games like religiously. Right, so and they weren't really on TV. As I'm backing up your point that this would have been your first kind of taste of League Glory um, in '98. Well, well, aye, aye. Uh, but that was it. Really, that was the only League Glory you had. And then O'Neill comes in and um, just smashes. Just smashes everything. Just Hulk smashes Rangers right out the door. Smashes our face into a wall. <laughs> smashes <laughs> fuck right out of them. Um, Dermot, yourself, kind of, how did it feel? Ah, it was amazing right from the start. I think that sort of first Rangers game set the tone. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just unbelievable. You, you, sorry, no, you had a wee bit of hope and then just that first Rangers game. Oh, and you thought, yeah, we're, we're going to do this. I'm, I want to make this point clear. I don't think enough... Um, uh, respect or uh, the importance of what happened in this little I don't going to say really is broad uh, me and Bowd arrived at the stadium for the 6-2 game and um, I we get cokes and I went to get a straw and it was a blue one and Bowd went no nope, no nope, and he made me get a green one now I'm not saying that's why we won 6-2 but I'm sure <laughs> kind of big. But if I'd bought a blue straw, would we be sitting here with under you know the lights of Brendan Rodgers? Yeah. The timeline would have been different. Double treble. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the invincible yeah. season would not have happened. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it would not have happened. Uh, but yeah, I. So I mean, just to kind of highlight, um, I think maybe the difference between you know people who like to compare and contrast between Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers, and we probably will throughout this podcast. Because I think I think you can to an extent, um, different circumstances, um, obviously, but I think the major difference would be when Martin O'Neill came in. It's after the John's Bar- John Barnes debacle. Um, the squad was in atrocious. Just pretty. There wasn't a lot of characters in there. You had obviously you'd, you'd Paul Lambert and you'd Tom Boyd. You'd you'd. Celtic uh, stalwarts and you'd genuine classy players like Lambert but not being uh, used in the way they probably should have been uh, and then Martin O'Neill comes in like a whirlwind brings in you know Larson gets back to his best or Larson was injured so Larson yeah. comes back yeah. um, you know but, I mean Petrov, Peta but I think yeah. both of them really just world the difference like, I mean Petrov was young but Petrov, they just played in the right position. They played they? them, at, yeah. You they played know. them at right back. It's kind of like Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, it was just completely played out of position. Um, the one thing I'll say, uh, I don't want to jump ahead. Cause I'm not going to jump ahead. I was surprised at. So we did a lot of research for this. We looked at some videos. We we had we've got a lot of stuff in our mind, um, which might be contorted a little bit. <laughs> I, I was totally going to say I have no memory, <laughs> as anyone who's listened to the board will know. So. I might just lie a lot during <laughs> just this. Make it up. Listen, yeah. all and it's I'll not intentional. It's just in my head. But I'll, I'll, if you do lie, just be confident in your lie, and you'll be absolutely yeah. fine. But what I was surprised about was the fact that um, Bobby Peta played against Valencia, um, and later in this season, this two thousand and one two thousand and two season, I actually didn't realise he'd stayed that long. I thought he'd yeah. he'd gone earlier. Anyway, that's whether neither here nor there. We'll get to that point uh, when we get to that point. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Martin O'Neill comes in, and it's you know how it's her style. We went three. We would do the treble, um, and again, I think it should be noted 
how impressive Rangers were as as a team. Um, the players they had, um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, two guys. We'll, we'll look at their squad for this season because um, they did lose some of those players. But yep. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, two guy, uh, Claudio Reyna, um, you know, George Alberts even was still kind of firing on all cylinders at that point. And, you know, to come in and to win a treble after they just, you know, walked it essentially because Celtic were such a, a farce. Um, is is cannot be underwritten. It cannot be. The importance of it is unbelievable, and that's why when Brendan Rodgers came in, we'd already done what five in a row. You know, so I'm not saying that Rodgers hasn't made taken his up a level or two because he absolutely has. But what I'm saying is the difference is that Martin O'Neill coming in, it was like the grace of God. Martin, yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah, because Rangers did have such a strong team. Um, a, a real sense of achievement actually beating them in those days um, and I think that's why the 6-2 game was so massive it just kind of set out our stall that uh, the players are, are better than them I think it got the players to believe in themselves in that season and going into the O'Neill's second season it was, it was just good to see how they, they kept it up you yeah, I mean, they just kept on going. It wasn't a flash in the pan. Still able to win the league, and then we we saw what they could do in Europe and the European uh, games that year. A lot of them were some of my favourite memories. I mean, some of them were not great, but uh, yeah, yeah. The I home mean, games were. We'll, we'll get to that. But what were your expectations going into this season? Like, were you excited the fact that we'd done so well in the first the first season under O'Neill? I, I remember being absolutely petrified, almost in the Ajax. Game, yeah, the first game, just because we hadn't really had had a shout at that kind of level of European football where we might be in with a chance. It was almost like we find out how good the team might be. Can we compete at that level? Yeah, uh, and yeah, it kind of went on from there. Uh, about yourself, what was your expectation level going into this? Was it just excitement into the two thousand and one, two thousand and two season? Yes, yeah. So as you say, after what was an incredible season. Um, it was just anything's possible. Um, there was real, there was real hope going into it. Um, and you talk, you'd mentioned kind of earlier the, the kind of similarities be, between Brendan Rodgers and, and Martin O'Neill. And there were when we signed Martin O'Neill, it really yeah. was a coup. And again, he and the, the financial gap between uh, England and Scotland wasn't as big then, but it was still obviously quite massive. Um, but Martin O'Neill was really a rated manager. Sought after, yeah. He managed Leicester, who weren't a huge team. Um, two won, league cups, yep. Two league cups he'd won with them, which was I mean, it's it's not on the scale of Leicester winning the the league, but Leicester winning two cups um, it was incredible. And if you've got Robbie Savage on your side, do you know what I mean. That's <laughs> to do anything with yep. Robbie Savage is unbelievable. Uh, so for Celtic to get him, it was it was a big deal, um, and kind of almost bigger than that. Brendan. Hadn't fallen from grace, but obviously Brendan hadn't done it. He was, he was unemployed. He didn't, he didn't yeah. have a job. Because um, um, Martin O'Neill, I remember Leeds, uh, he was very close to signing for Leeds, but he didn't sign for Leeds. And if he had, then again, the timeline would have been, you know, would be in the worst timeline going. <laughs> um, what's the evil timeline? What is it from Community? The darkest timeline. Yeah, darkest. Yeah. Aye, so. He would have had a goatee, it would have been terrible. We all would have had goatees. But yeah, it was, it was a massive coup to get him. And then. Uh, as we said, that the season that followed was incredible. So going into this one, really exciting. Um, 
getting drawn against Ajax as well, who at that time were... Because again, I don't... For younger listeners might not think that much of Ajax. Which is mental because we grew up with them being fucking phenomenal. And in our head at that time, they were probably bigger than they were. I mean, I think PSV had pretty much done them over um, for the league the season before, but they still had quality players. It was still a big team. It was a young team. It was a young squad. Um, but you need to remember they had won. Uh, they'd been in two European Cup finals, ninety five, ninety six, and ninety six, ninety seven. You know, and that was only what four years before. Yeah. So, yeah. Having said that, that team did get picked apart by AC Milan, specifically who just came like a hawk and just ate the entrails, just ate them. Scooped up the plankton. Yep, scooped up the plankton. Winston Bogard, there's your plankton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, David, David, uh, Edgar David's absolute. One of the most overrated players of all time, but that's another podcast. Anyway, sorry about I've interrupted. No, that was me. All right, sound. Uh, just looking at the the kind of Celtic squad because we keep we've mentioned Ajax about three or four times before we started because we're quite eager to actually look at the season as it, as it kind of uh, developed. Um, but just you know, this season we've seen you know as as we see. Like the season before, 2000-2001, Alan Thompson was brought in, Chris Sutton was brought in, um, Larson came back from injury, uh, Valharan was brought in, um, Momo Silla, no, Momo Silla came in this season, um, Stelian Petrov was put back into his rightful position, you had Lubomir Maravchik, um, you had Raphael Scheidt, of course, um, but you had Johan Ma- Mialbi, um, you know, Jackie McNamara, Tom Boyd, it, it was a great team, so... I'm going to kind of quickly run with Johnny Gould, uh, Rab Douglas, and Dimitri Karin were our goalkeepers. What are your thoughts on that? You know, rate high level. I I mean, until we were watching the highlights of European <laughs> games, it actually did uh, rate Douglas. Uh, I was surprised that Karin gets so few games, uh, and I remember being surprised at the time. He was uh, a big name. Yeah, he was a big name. Sure. He'd been good for Chelsea, and I kind of thought that he'd come in and do something. But he'd it was quite a coup that we got. Him. We got him on a free from Chelsea. Um, I was on, I was on holiday in Mallorca, and um, lovely. I, I just remember being oh, that's the Chelsea because yeah. as, as Bowie said, he was a big name. You know, he's a, he's a Russian goalkeeper. Aye, and it, he's another one of these players that came and just amounted to nothing really for Celtic. Uh, well, he played he played three games this season, more, and that's more than Jonathan Gould. I know, but I mean, <laughs> Gould was not going to get picked, was he? No. Um, uh, but I, I quite like Douglas. Uh, we're going to have the kind of chats about Douglas. This season, Douglas kind of went up and down a little bit, mainly on a European European level, because um, he did have some outstanding performances, but some questionable goalkeeping. Your thoughts on Douglas? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've not rated him as highly as you. I kind of remember some of the bad stuff, but... Gould is legendary again because he's part of that team that stopped the 10. Yeah. Um, Douglas was better than Gould, but he just limited in a lot of ways. I mean, he could pull off some of the best saves you'll ever see. And then be uh, beat by the bounce of the ball, which happened a couple of times, Uh, and especially in the Champions League. Uh, Gordon, better than all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I would would say, yeah, I would say, you know, if you're taking all those keepers at their peak, Gordon's... um, I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's any question here. I think I think all of them at their peak, Gordon just yeah. outstrips them. Uh, so this season we brought in, from a defensive point of view, we brought in uh, Dian Bobo Baldi on a free transfer from yep. Toulouse. Um, he joined Tom Boyd, Jackie McNamara, Husval Haddon, 
um, and uh, Johan Mialbi as the kind of mainstay of the defence, and yeah. Agat, I guess you would call. Uh, he was a right back. Uh, let me just re- rhyme that off again. Boyd McNamara, uh, Didier Agat, Baldy Mialbi, they're all getting in their team ahead of everyone currently. Well, uh, with the exception well, of Tierney. Tierney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, aye. <laughs> they're, uh, they're all incredible. We had as well, I think we'd lost. Was it Stubbs went that season? Stubbs, yeah. Stubbs went on a free to Everton. Um, so that was a that was a loss. But um, This season we played three at the back. We played essentially Baldy, Valharan, and uh, Mialbi with uh, Agat, Agat and Thompson or Peto as wing backs. I think Valharan, though, kind of. This is, this when is he the season to trail off, yeah. you know, um, and he, I'm not sure that he would walk into the team just now, given his sort of performances that season. I loved him. I loved. I liked him the first juice. season, and then who I let the dogs happened. out? Juice, 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 juice. juice. <laughs> awful, awful part. Um, um, but I remember starting the chant of that at the uh, Strathclyde Union when there was a fire alarm at five in the morning. Good times. That's, uh, good, that's a good story. <laughs> good times. I think uh, he just got injured, and then that was it. He never really came back from it. He never came uh, back from it. I remember when he did came back. He got a bad injury, I think, towards the end of this season, and then he was out for about six or seven months, and then he came back, and he just he'd lost about five yeah. yards of pace. And one thing about use that was great was his recovery pace. Yeah, he could. He's the type of guy that could make a mistake, but. You know, kind of cover it specifically in, in the Scottish Premiership, uh, but I mean, if you look at Baldy and uh, Baldy and Mialbi, you'd, be, you'd be fucking yeah. crying out for that. Yeah. Mialbi was one and a half million pounds. Um, Baldy was a free. That was because Tolu financially crumbled, didn't he? So we, yeah, we scooped scoop the French plankton. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Put it in my tummy. Instantly you get saying <laughs> that. Uh, he was famously was his own agent, and famously he demanded something like fifty grand a week uh, because Bayern Munich were interested. Like Celtic, <laughs> in. I'm pretty sure Celtic said, "Okay, well, we just wait in the bid to yeah. come in." And he went, oh, "Well, let's okay, yeah, we'll take that ten I've million. Jumped. Okay, I've jumped. So maybe jumped ahead of the thingy, but no. Um, so from a defensive point of view, um, probably one of the best defenses we've had in terms of balance." Uh, with the exception of the left-hand side, Tom Boyd was kind of aging at that point. He was more of a club captain than he was. Lambert was the, the team captain. Um, As you see, there were 3-5-2. Yeah, really so 3-5-2. I, I, I think that was the problem, is that that wasn't really going to cut it in Europe after a while. Um, and obviously, famously, we yeah. reverted back to, to kind of 4-4-2 yeah. uh, after. I think it wasn't after the Porto game, but Porto the Porto game solidified yeah. the fact that we couldn't go man for man at the back because... What happened happened, but we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, midfield wise, I mean, the key players, um, we didn't really bring, we brought in Steve Guppy, who played a lot of games for us. Um, Steve Guppy, wide, we also had, as we mentioned, Alan Thompson, Paul Lambert, Neil Lennon, Stelian Petrov, um, Ryan McCann, of course. We had Lubo Maravchik, Colin Healy played a few games, uh, Jackie played. Um, he he took time to sometimes play in midfield, central midfield, yep. as well as full back and wide. That midfield trio of uh, Lambert, Lennon, and Petrov, I don't think we've ever seen anything quite as good since, in terms of a unit, a triangle that genuinely knows each other's position in and out. Yep. Am I wrong? And they were all exceptional players. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you could buy players of that standard. 
I think we're beyond yeah, that now. Aye, we bought. Out I of mean, our reach. we bought a Champions League winner. We bought a six million pound rated uh, central midfielder. And yeah. Pe- Petrov, we could get. We we could find a diamond in the rough with Petrov, I guess. Yeah. But he was incredible, and again, I'll, the Lennon we signed right now, if he was playing in the Premiership, would be worth an astronomical amount of money. Yeah, we 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 it would be well out of our. Or kind of budget. There's One of the reasons chance. Lennon signed for us as well is because of who he is and what the club means to him as well. Yeah. Um, um, he had other offers, but I also like to work with Anil. Um, so yeah, so we brought, also brought in Momo Silla, who famously the season after scored a fantastic volley against Baal. Um, he started this season at St. Jo- so we played the first game. Our first game we played, which we'll come to, is St. Johnston at home. And Momo Salah played in that game up front and he was phenomenal. I remember watching, specifically me and my sister were watching and I was like, this guy's unbelievable, who the fuck is this guy? Kind of similar to Agat yeah, the exactly season before, who'd played for Hibs against Celtic and uh, Martin O'Neill brought Agat in as a striker. But Jackie McNamara got injured so he thought, you're a bit pace, we'll put your right back. Then he realised, oh shit, we've got something here. Momo Silla was kind of similar. We're not going to play you up front. We'll play you. You became a bit we'll of play a utility. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. except we'll, we kind of won't <laughs> really yeah. ever play you. You'll come on with 10 minutes to go. Uh, but yeah, I think the key point from the, this team was the midfield uh, trio of Lambert, Lennon and Petrov made the team tick. And at times when Chris Sutton dropped in, it just... Chris Sutton, we know, we know everything about him. We know how how much he can play any any position because of his intelligence and his snidiness, Dermot. Yep, uh, he was just a master of all, wasn't he? Uh, defence, midfield, and up front, he, he knew all the tricks. Uh, but his snidiness, Dermot, his nipping people at corners, his elbows, his I, I, he just stood his ground. <laughs> These were the days when Amoruso used to actually bear hug him to the ground. Yeah. Every opportunity. And referee would go, oh, get on, get, get up. up. Give the free kick to them. So I I think Sutton did what he had to do. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we, we brought in Hartson, John Hartson, for £6 million. Uh, would he become a key player, Bowd? Spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I <laughs> know uh, Hartson was fantastic. It's a shame about the injuries he had. but um, Again, you've got Hartson, Larson and Sutton. Yeah, as I've said many times, I think the best forward trio possibly in Europe at the time. There are there are forward duos you can say, right, that's, what, that's clearly better than, than what we had because it cost £50 million each, but three strikers at the one club, there's very few again, anywhere that would, would have beaten that. Again, I think it's quite interesting the fact that, you know, the sum of the parts, like every player was great, but just as... Every player was great, with the exception of probably Larson and uh, you could make an argument for Lambert, even Sutton. You know, everyone else was was were a really good standard, but maybe not the highest level. But you put them all together, and they could do stuff. Now that also had to do with the manager as well, and you know, it's was a unit. It was a unit, yeah. uh, uh, unbelievable. Um, so, so I mean, and you mentioned that midfield as well, which really allowed. Uh, Pet and Agat when it was fully flying they could just go wild um, and just it was such a solid midfield We've not even really mentioned uh, Alan Thompson Talk us through Alan Thompson you know I mean? He's just outstanding wasn't he uh, Great delivery cracking shot on him uh, always looked like he really he was playing for the team and he believed in the club uh, I had a lot of time for uh, 
Alan Thompson. Yeah, me too. Um, I, th- I think he's a, a, a quite quite uh, underrated player in terms of what he did for us in Europe. I think he yeah. scored a lot of important goals, but I think it was his performances as well. Because as I mentioned, there was a lot of times when a gap was on the right-hand side playing wing-back, um, and you know yourself... Uh, the, the easy e- the easy opportunities it has for people to cut in behind um, yeah. but a gap was so fast getting back Alan Thompson put in as as yeah. good a shift a lot of, in, a, in a lot of ways I think when we went back to four four two, that's when Alan Thompson actually started yeah. to you know make more of an influence in Europe so that would have been the Seville season and the season after that when we beat, got to the quarterfinals uh, just we should so for, uh, I think Thompson's reputation is maybe damaged in that what happened with a lot of O'Neill's players is that he he was too loyal to them and he stuck by them when they maybe weren't doing as well, especially towards the end of his, his tenure when I think Tom will get played a bit more than he should have. Same with Baldy at the end of O'Neill's time. I think He's dropping out of form. And I think that's, that's a really interesting point because, um, you know, Jock Steen got like, rid of the Lisbon Lions as soon as he could. Yeah. He broke them up as soon as he could and kind of... You know, re- and you know. To be fair, we got to European Cup final what three years after thingy. So fair enough. Uh, you know, it's potentially something that's going to happen with Brendan Rodgers. I think, although we made we made a comment, and again, it's something literally you just touched on there about uh, about loyalty with O'Neill. And Chris O'Mahony's mentioned it on a number of podcasts as well. What's your kind of take on you? Ha- O'Neill needing to trust you. Yeah, I think the thing about O'Neill, and it's kind of came out uh, from other players that weren't as. It's favoured kind of players, if you know what I mean. Derek he, he, he had those folk. He totally trusted them. They were always going to play, given the chance. Didn't really matter what they did in training. So it was, you know, your Lamberts, your Sutton, your Hearts, and um, Henrik, obviously. And it, it's good to a certain extent, but I don't think it really it made it the most harmonious team for the other players that were on the kind of. On the fringes, like there was a bit of resentment. Yeah, David, Fernand- David Fernandez got aye, fat. Remember, aye, and, and sometimes just gutted by that. Aye, people just them. didn't feature, you know. Uh, and David then Fernandez featured at the buffet. <laughs> I think the thing about uh, them all going on to big contracts, so it wasn't really O'Neill's fault, you know. Celtic couldn't spend to back bring players in, so all they actually could do was when the contracts were coming up for renewal, make them a good offer to ensure that he held on to what he had. Because uh, by that time the transfer market moved on again, it, there was no way you were ever going to buy a, a Sutton, Hartson, or Larson. Yeah, we're, you know. we're, we're years away from that now as well. Yeah. I think. Uh, just mentioning uh, the players who left: Alan Sutton, Alan Sutton, Alan Stubbs uh, went to Everton on a free transfer. Tommy Johnston went to Sheffield. Oh, Tommy Johnston, Bowdy. Me, Tommy, the ginger magician. <laughs> no one's ever called him that <laughs> ever. I have now. Uh, the ginger magician went to uh, Sheffield. When ginger magician, <laughs> the ginger Jordy, I think, would have been more. It was a thing, I'm sure. No, it wasn't. Uh, Stephen Mahi went to yep. Heart of Midlothian on a free trip. We got a little uh, just dead weight <laughs> at the end of the day. Burchill. Uh, Burchill went to Portsmouth. Forever young, Mark Burchill. I didn't realise we got a million pound for Burchill. Which, looking back on it, fucking terrific yeah. piece of business that is. Definitely didn't contribute to Portsmouth's financial well-being. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, um, you know, we can talk about the lean years because we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, as soon as a player broke through at Celtic, it was like, oh, he's oh, he's amazing, he's brilliant. Uh, yeah. I remember Mark Burchill, I used to always say that Mark Burchill was better than Michael Owen. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I was an idiot. Uh, Ayo Berkovic went to Manchester City for one and a half million. I don't really remember Berkovic going to City. I, I, that's just been completely wiped. I don't remember him playing for Man City. I, remember, I don't go. remember him doing much there, but I don't... Yeah, I remember I th- that was... I think he was totally off our radar because he never got... Once the nail was in, he, he was yeah. out of the plans. Well, so he hadn't done anything for the previous season, you know? Uh, I think... I think the idea of when he scored that goal and he stuck it up the Celtic fans, <laughs> and then he went, "No, it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't doing it at you. It was a celebration." Nah, very good. Anyway, just talking about Rangers and who Rangers are. Just we can't highlight enough to the kind of younger, younger kind of listeners. Um, the difference, uh, I, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure you, you're. We're not going to sound like. Uh, is the phrase Celtic da? Is that a thing? Is that? But it's just our age. So we get, we're not. Well, we, we are. We are uh, in the middle. We are Schrodinger's uh, da hipster da. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are the Celtic hipsters hated by the Celtic das, and we are the Celtic das hated, hated by the Celtic hipsters. It's Everyone hates us. Yeah, it's terrific. Yep. Listen, Schrodinger's uh, lager schooner, delicious. Um, but no, so. Celtic Rangers won the league. Uh, the hipster there. I was going to say I just met the hipster reputation. It was a joke. <coughs> I was playing up on it. Hilarious. Uh, so uh, Rangers Rangers won the league. Uh, Martin O'Neill comes in uh, the season before two thousand one. So two thousand two thousand one wins the treble. Um, and then obviously that leaves Rangers in a bit of a predicament because we're not going to go. Any- Rangers cheated side letters and all that. Fair enough. We're only we're, we just want to tell it like how it happened well, obviously they did cheat and we do feel cheated by it but there's no point focusing on that there's other podcasts you can you can listen to we're just going to deal with what actually happened on the park shit i'm starting to sound like oh just leave it <laughs> at the park but no um we're just going to talk through it so who they brought in um so there was a massive changing of their squad uh out went george alberts which i think is a bit mental because he was still only 30 Three million quid they got for him. Sergio Perini, Rod Wallace, Lionel Charboni, Mark Brown, who would later sign for Celtic. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, they get eight and a half million. Now, this is 2001, eight and a half million pounds. Because um, we only get 11 million pounds for Virgil just a couple of years ago. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst went for eight and a half million pounds in 2001, which is crazy. He went to Arsenal. Two guy, he went to Blackburn for 1.3 million. We have a uh, thingy with him, reunion with him the season later. Um, and then, you know, Marcus Gale. So I don't remember Marcus Gale being there. I remember him being there, but I thought that was later on. I, I thought that was later on. I thought... Because I remember them signing him for a million pounds and he left for 900,000, so they made a loss yeah. of 100,000. 100, he didn't play many games for them. Uh, but yeah, that's weird. Uh, Alan Johnson, Claudio Reyna left for 4 million quid to Sunderland. And Kenny Miller... Um, Kenny Miller who we'd see in a couple of years later <laughs> did he go to Wolves he went to Wolves for three yep. million pounds uh, so that's who they get rid of they sp- you know they actually made ten million pounds that summer um, because they brought in so they sold their transfer fees that they received was twenty one and a half million pounds and they spent eleven so they made about ten million pounds so they brought in and that's the thing they lo- they lost so many players and they brought in brought in a couple of good players. They brought in Kirsten Nerlinger, who was... That's a finished, solid though. keeper, but they still would close at that time. No, that's no, the mid, that's I'm talking the about the midfielder. The midfielder. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. 
so they who's the keeper? Klaus. Klaus. Oh, oh you're thinking of like Latterus, the Dutch keeper. Oh no, no, the high. Uh, so Christian Erlinger came in um, for one one and one point eight million pounds. Um, Claudio Kanija from Dundee, which yep. is mental, uh, came in for. I always, I wish we'd signed him. Yeah, Kanija. Aye, I really do. Um, one of the Rangers players I find it hard to uh, hard to dislike. It's just I find that with Reina. Reina's the one I really I thought Claudio Reina was a cracking player. Um, Russell Latipi, who again Latipi was the guy. I remember we were on, I was on holiday. I don't know, we were on holiday, and uh, it was all the newspapers were Celtic site are about to sign Latipi. It's no problem. Martin O'Neill really likes him, and then all of a sudden he signs for Rangers, it's similar to the natural Novo deal. Um, I'm pretty sure these guys were told you come in, you play your games. A damn chick. Ah, chick. it's like we did with a damn chick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goldan Petric was another one as well. Uh, Dave McPherson, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. They bought so they brought in Russell Latipi again. He would have been a French player for us, but he played a lot of games for them. Michael Ball from Everton for six and a half million pound, who is still <laughs> <laughs> still owed money. Look at this, six and a half million pounds for Jesus. Michael Ball. Yep. Um, that is he is uh, better than Chris Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> when you know when you're when you're bringing in a, a you know a. A, a national music star I was going to say a crooner to a crooner I mean, kids. Kid, kid word. Uh, but no Michael Ball who I think had what, two good seasons for them and then he'd be crocked and I don't think he played much again they still owe him money they still owe him something like £900,000 if you go on Twitter you can actually see him tweeting the club <laughs> I'm, not, I'm genuinely not joking uh, and they say not it's a different club Different surprise, club. surprise, but I thought it was the same club. Oh, well, damn it. Here we go. Oh, it's not. So, and here's the key signing for them, and we'll come to this because we're going to segue into Europe. Shota Arvaladze signed for them uh, for £2 million. Uh, the manager at the point was uh, your man, Dick Advocat. Yep, Big Dick. Uh, big Dick. Small Dick. Whatever you want to call him. Was it a little general or something? The little general, was yeah. little... Uh, yeah, because that was a was a thing uh, right so before we get to I, I just want to again coming back to laying out the kind of foundation of actually where Celtic were at this point uh, what was your expectation well, not expectation what was your thoughts on Europe uh, prior to this season we hadn't we hadn't really done anything in Europe in, in living memory in your living memory yeah yeah um it was a decent Bordeaux side the season before. Yeah, which okay. went out to, but um, decent. It was it was very unlucky. We'll get to that in yeah. a minute. But just um, your personal experience of Europe before that, to put any context of where we are now. A, my memory of Europe is if we get into it, getting pumped. <laughs> <laughs> That's really there wasn't, you know, there what there weren't any. I'm trying to think of an actual kind of standout. I mean, McManaman's uh, goal against us uh, yeah. was when we really could have done something. It was so unlucky. So I'm Liverpool that time. To give a bit of context of where we were, where, what we were doing going into 2001, 2002, which became a remarkable season for Celtic in Europe, um, should be noted that we'd never qualified for the group stage of the now transformed Champions League. Um, so next six, next seven, we played uh, two ties. So essentially, we were out of Europe in September. We'd played four games. Cassis, who we beat over two legs, and then we played Hamburg, who rattled his 4 0. Uh, so, 
24th of September, you're out of Europe. You get no more European football, and that's it. That was in 96, 97. 97, 98. Did have a victory against Cassis, though, so. But Cassis, uh, 97, 98 is the one, the time that Dermot's talking about. We, there was two qualifying rounds. We went out in the first round. <laughs> so we went out in the first round of the competition. Uh, we beat Intercable Tail 8 0. We beat Tyrol Innsbruck, which I remember listening to that on the radio. So my big Ian lives now, Innsbruck. Well, you're big Ian that no one in the podcast knows, but Buddy's nope. pal. Doesn't <laughs> they like football? So. You can't even give us anything to do with it. Uh, but Tyrol, Tyrol Innsbruck, I remember that as well. That was 97 98. Uh, and then the Liverpool performance, we actually went out on away goals. But again, out of Europe in September after six games. Uh, the season after that, which was 98-99, we actually stayed in Europe till November, but that's because we got a qualifying round for the Champions League. There was two qualifying rounds for the Champions League, so the first qualifying round we got St. Pat's, second qualifying round we got Zagreb, and yeah, yeah we could beat what 3-1 on aggregate. Then we went into the UEFA Cup, we beat Vic- Vitoria, uh, Citibel, Portuguese team, uh, luckily we just got through, and then we got FC Zurich who banked us. 5-3 on aggregate, but we went into the second hat, it was the first round was, that doesn't matter, I'm not going to go into details but we got, no, actually that was still September, <laughs> four ties eight games, so there is a pattern you here You would have thought Zurich was a banker, but a wee finance industry joke for you They won So they won so a banker, they the banker. Hmm? They won, they look at the this strike I didn't well, hear I heard, no, From our point <laughs> of view I, I can't hear it, what's going on uh, again, again, I'm just trying to set the scene that we were pretty much out of Europe uh, around September. Uh, we, we would, get, we, you know, there would be times where we would get into the first round or the second round. So the season before 2000, 2001, uh, Esh. <laughs> what? Esh. Okay. We beat them 4-0 in Israel and we beat them 7-0 at Celtic Park. What? Why is that? Uh, what? Why was the game at Parkhead special? Because we won 7-0. Was it the don't know, was it first, game back first game after back? No. no. After Hamden? No. It was, was it? it was 2000, 2001. Oh, right. It was the fastest ever hat-trick in European football mm. by Mark Burchill. Of course. Go. Better than Michael Owen. Better than Michael Owen. Just right. Just the first leg in Israel. First leg in Israel, yeah, they're Israeli. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we went out of... They sound Swiss. For some reason I always thought they were Swiss. I don't think they sound like what Chris is they saying. They do, they do. The je That's when I always presumed they were uh, Swiss. No, they're Israeli. Really. kind of French. We beat them. Uh, and then we went out to Bordeaux. So the season before we went out to Bordeaux, uh, we drew one each in Bordeaux. Christophe Dogari yeah, scored. Um, and, and that's enough. <laughs> Happy with that? That's it there. Uh, but it was uh, Last Lond scored in injury time. To Basically, we went out... Uh, to, they went out. They won three two essentially. Mm-hmm. But late, to, to laboured point, uh, we would usually have six games in Europe. Four games. We'd usually be out around September October time. We play six to eight games before the season started <laughs> um, yeah. in European football these days. So the idea that we would qualify for the Champions League. So we were drawn with Ajax. What was your kind of take on the fact that we were drawn with Ajax? I, I didn't think we were going to go through. Yeah, that's you know, I thought. Yeah, we'll try and put up a good fight. We'll see what we're like against them. Uh, but then, yeah, the first leg was just amazing. Once it kind of yeah. got underway, and the thing is, that's going into it with the the hope that you know we just won the treble. It was incredible. But yeah. at that point, you still thought it's Ajax. Yeah, fair play. That's that's a tough draw. You know what? We'll go. 
but we're probably out here. Aye, and I suppose, uh, yeah, we scored quite early, you know, and we just put in such an amazing performance against them. And I think Ajax weren't expecting us to be any any good, so, so I, I think we just underestimated What us. sort of players were playing for Ajax at that point? <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, no, uh, they had a lot of good players. They did. Well, for example, uh, they had Van der Vaart. Big Ibra yeah. subbed on. He didn't start, but um, he got pumped. Pumped 3 1, pal. I'd forgotten about uh, uh, Mido, or Mido. Yep, Mido, who was the big threat that they were talking about, and obviously was a, a very decent player. He was class. I loved yeah. Mido. Mido, what a boy, by the way. You mentioned uh, Shota. Uh, 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 Avaladze, who scored against us, so then Rangers signed him. Um, Big Chivu. Uh, I mean, they were, a, they were a cracking team. Fred Grimm, possibly he, he one of the Fantastic Four in goals. <laughs> he was the goalkeeper, I. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, what happened was uh, we went in that game with no real expectation. I thought, I again, everyone's different, but should be noted that it was one game and then you qualify for the group stages. Uh, or one tie, two-legged. Yeah, one tie, sorry, I apologise. Uh, Celtic won 3-1. Um, Bobby Pett scored after seven minutes um, to calm everyone down, but again, it was kind of like, you know, the old uh, poking an angry bear in the eye. <laughs> um, uh, then Bobby Pett, uh, then uh, Diddy Gat scored um, and again in the first half. They pulled one back through... Shot at Arvaladza, who Rangers went out and bought. Uh, and then Chris Sutton uh, scored. Smashed uh, a header in. Smashed a header in. Terrific build up play as well. Yep. Um, it was like a gas cross. That was, again, very possibly Peta and Agat's best game. They were they were just incredible. It was 3-1, but it was going on 6-1. It was, it was I mean, I watched the highlights yeah. back, and uh, Larson misses uh, two. Guilt edge chances. Sutton misses another guilt edge chance, and you know. And the thing is, Sutton and Larson were great that game. Lennon was really Lennon really was excellent, him, yeah. just bossing the midfield. L- Lambert got forward quite a bit as well. Um, so I mean, essentially, we, you come away from that game, and you know, Ajax were a young team who, you know, they they, they had Mido, they had Ibrahimovic, um, who were unknown quantities at that point, unless you had Eurosport, which I did, unless you watched the net the Dutch. Yeah. Highlights which Edited I did. Visa. Edited if there was some sort of preview program. We're on Channel 5 all the time. Edited wasn't it? Through the night. Um, so, I mean, from that point of view, y- y- the first game is 3-1. We're going into the home leg. Were you... I was at the home leg. Were you guys at the home leg? I wasn't at it. I was. I was at it. It's one of the worst games of uh, football I've ever been at. Celtic stood still. Yeah. And Ajax were phenomenal. Um, Bowdy, what was your experience of that game? It was really bizarre, as you say. It was one of, and obviously, there's a lot of um, ties where it's two games and you might lose and you get through, but it was just so bizarre. Just the euphoria of that 3 1 victory, and it was such, it was a surprise, and we played so well that, honest to God, it was like everything just clicked for that 3 1 game. It was like, wow, this is some of the best football I've ever seen Celtic play. And then just. It's a one. It's brain sti- fart of a game. It's one of the best uh, performances uh, Celtic have ever had in Europe for, for me. Not ever. I just mean like that. I've seen it was so composed. Just from what we came from, our expectations being low, yeah. and just and, and you know we should know that it was a young Ajax team. But fuck it, man. We just we absolutely dominated them, and we get to Celtic Park, 
you expect and, yeah that's the thing as well we'd went to Amsterdam and we'd done the hard part and so you're at that point your expectation wait a minute we're just gonna cruise this and then at the end of the game having experienced a, a, a loss that you didn't expect you're still wait a minute we're through this is amazing mm-hmm. you, those kind of mixed emotions of just that's celebrating this loss that was if I, I remember the nervousness ahead of the, the home game and I think that's what happened to the players yeah I think they hadn't expected it to go so well over there um, so I think people just panicked and just you know really but it didn't, was, didn't know what to do but it was beyond that though it was it's, it's legitimately the one, one of the worst I've, you, I've been in Parkhead for a lot of games uh, a lot of European games and you know that way you're nervous for the last 10 or 15 yeah. minutes I would, this, this game it was the whole game My, Mido and Ibrahimovic played that game up front and we had no idea how to contain them we had no idea what to do Van der Vaart we didn't know and in some ways it was probably quite a good lesson yeah the other thing about the Ajax game was Ajax scored in the 30th minute so it's kind of the worst you know you don't want to, if you're going to concede you, you want you don't want you want to score first and kind of get out you know if you're going to concede you want it to be an equaliser for them but yeah you can't underestimate because the, the problem with this is a lot of these games aren't on YouTube so a lot of it is just going by our memory um, and for me it was one, one of the most one of the most anguished 90 minutes I've had but we qualified and we qualified uh, to the in your face Ajax sorry in your face Ajax as Martin O'Neill famously said in the post-match press conference um, which I thought was a bit rude yeah no no dignity Um, we should also say that Rangers qualified this is the first time that two I don't know if it's the first time but yeah I think it was two Scottish clubs were in the qualifiers and Rangers got to the last qualifier as well but they went out to Fenerbahce would have been interesting to see two Scottish clubs in the group stages didn't happen obviously because they're not as good as us yas yaldi but we we qualified is the kind of you know the focus of the season became you know qualifying for the Champions League and if we hadn't qualified it wouldn't have been too much of a dampener because um, I think we probably would have had a decent UEFA Cup run as we maybe did the next season Uh, but we qualified and we get drawn in a group with Juventus Porto and Rosenberg how did you feel about that drawabout? Scared? Yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was excited to be there it was like you just looked at it and thought, as I say, I mean, you looked at Ajax and you thought, can we do anything against Ajax? We were used to coming up against um, European side. We were used to, the way that a, a Hibs now, or a team would look at a random European side that aren't that great and think this is a challenge. That was Celtic then. Yeah. Um, so to see Juventus, Rosenberg, who at that time were... You know, they, they competed in the Champions League every year. Yeah, they were in the Champions League every year. They were a decent standard in terms of at least getting to the group stages. And then when they got to the group stages, they tended to take someone down with them. Uh, famously, they beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, and they drew with AC Milan in the uh, San Siro. So, you know, they were standard not monks. Celtic group of death. I it, thought we would pump Rosenberg. I really did. I thought you have a decent team. Uh, Porto, ah, and we'll talk about the UV games but later. But UV, well, as they are now, but 
It's one of the best teams in the world. They, I mean, they, they were decent, but uh, Porto were kind of a bit unknown how good Porto might be. Yeah, uh, and even you look at some yeah, of the players now, it's like wow. I don't think Porto would be as good as Ajax were at that time. And looking at the players, I don't think they probably well, were. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, but just looking at th- th- that draw, um, yeah, it's one of those where. <sighs> This is going to sound well. It's kind of the situation we're in now. That's the, the the idea I had then was you're just happy to be there. But it turned out not to be a sort of just surrender. Not surrender. That's the word. What I mean is, it, it turned out to be more than just us making up the numbers. Um, and we made it, we gave a really good account of ourselves. Um, so we'll get we're going to break down the the the. the the season month by month, as we said. I just want to talk about the fact that, obviously, September 11th, uh, 2001, obviously had a massive impact in Celtic's Champions League uh, group because Celtic's opening game should have been against Rosenberg at home at Celtic Park. Um, but because of what happened, obviously, uh, the games were cancelled. The games are on the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays, the way they are now. So the first round of games happened on September the 11th, and the next day, the Wednesday, and the rest of the week was cancelled. So therefore, our game against Rosenberg would have been the first game that we would have had. Dermot, if we came out of the traps with a win against Rosenberg to maybe get a little bit of momentum behind us, would it have changed the complexity of the group? I think it could have. You're right, it's definitely a, an overlooked uh, consequence of September the 11th. Yeah, but, uh, uh, to be honest, it's the worst thing that happened, if you ask me. It's not, wasn't good, was it? <laughs> but, uh, Sam of Aladdin, I am taking myself out of this conversation. But I, I, no, I remember how, and again, it was a strange thing that the football was cancelled. And if you remember September the 11th, uh, there was a bomb scare in Glasgow City Centre, so I mind getting on the, the bus to try and get home. The bridges were... Uh, I think there was bomb scares everywhere, to be fair, but I, I do remember... It was like, what's happening? Is it the end end days? And then cancelling the Champions League made me think, oh, they're just going to make that into a target. And then, yeah, we didn't get to play Rosenberg, and I thought we would have destroyed Rosenberg at home with the setters up. And then going into your first group game against UV over there, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they're the masters of cheating in that ground, aren't they? And <laughs> so it was to be. Uh, so yeah, I think it it did kind of go against us. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of highlight where where we kind of started. So the opening game was uh, opening. The season started. We played. Um, season started on the twenty eighth of July. So the Ajax game happened actually in August. So we're starting our season in the July the tenth. I think tenth or eleventh is going to be our first game. We played before the Ajax game. I'm sure. The first competitive games we had this was um, right here. Um, we we played friendlies and stuff, but the first game was July the twenty eighth against uh, St Johnston. As I said, that's where uh, Momo Sala played. We so played Kelly as well before we played Kelly after that. Uh, so we went St Johnston, Kilmarnock. Then we had uh, Ajax. Uh, we defeated them three one, uh, and then Stamrina as mentioned. Um, then Hearts. We won that game as well. Uh, then we had Livingston. <laughs> and uh, I live in a way. They were were good then. That was the only points we dropped that mm-hmm. that month. So between July and August, we actually, other than the Livingston game, it was like a complete whitewash. Obviously, the defeat to to Ajax, but that's obviously a different competition. Yeah, so that's doesn't a it doesn't count. It's a different competition, Dermot. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you're looking at August, July and August, uh, yeah, we just dropped one point. So if we actually look at how the table looked. Um, at the end of uh, August, uh, the table looked 
Um, one sick. I've got it set. I've said. I thought I had it. He was kind of a list of teams with the one that's won the most at the top. Uh, I think. Yeah, no, I've I've got it. Kind of he- nod here. Uh, actually, so I I can't find August. Um, this is fantastic listening. I'm <laughs> gonna be anyway, so we'll painting a picture. Painting a picture, but then so let's just look into September. So again, September, uh, Dunfermline, Dundee. So essentially, we go on. Uh, these again, spoilers. Celtic only lose one game this season domestically. So we have a couple of draws, but domestically, we're phenomenal. Well, in the league. In the league, yeah, yeah, I fuck. That's a good point because the cups are a different cup of cup of tea. Uh, so uh, September, Dunfermline, Dundee. Uh, then we come to the Juventus game. Uh, so Juventus away, eighteenth of September. Um, tell me your thoughts, Bowd. Talk us through the actual what happened. The, the score. Well, um, well, it was. It's a fantastic game to watch. Rather perversely, it's one of the my favourite games of football. It yeah. was, as I say, again we're at this stage where we're not as fans used to playing in Europe really, or, or to any pedigree. Getting into the Champions League, coming up against Juve, one of the best teams, um, and they beat us three two. But we. I mean, we match them, we give an account of ourselves, we are as good as they are, we give as good as we get, and they win because of a dodgy penalty. I I should put into context the fact that we'd seen, not that long before, Rangers getting humiliated, 4-0 away, 4-0 at home, you know, Juventus winning three European Cup finals in the late, uh, mid to late 90s, Uh, the idea of going to Turin in the opening game of the Champions League group, Uh, baptism of fire, Dermot. I think it was, but uh, they stood up and they were counted. You know, I mean, they they didn't uh, shy away from it, and I think that's when you you kind of thought, actually, we, we could maybe do something yeah. in this group. You know, the, the players aren't scared. Uh, I mean, it was first so taste, first taste of this this group, like I a Champions League group, and that's and I don't want to labour the whole our expectations at this point, but just even after. An impressive result against Ajax with the three one. You then get the one 0 defeat, so you're then going in against, as I say, one of the best teams in the world. And we just we do it. We we play well. Yeah. We should we, sh- we we should highlight. So uh, we we watched the the kind of uh, the highlights of it. This is how it broke in terms of the actual game itself. Uh, and we should highlight that Juventus had uh, David Trezeguet. They had Alessandro Delpi. Del Piero. They had Buffon, they had Davids, they had Alessio Tacanardi, they had Marcello Salas. um, And so Celtic, again, came out the traps really well, started really well. um, Lambert had a couple of opportunities. Then a ball breaks to Salas at the halfway line. He runs down the line. He skins um, uh, uh, Gus Valharan. Ball ball into the middle, and it's just a tap in for for Trezeguet. And you know that we, I, rem- I remember the feeling of like, oh shit, because we yes. we started so well, and we we're playing really well. Um, then Juventus uh, through some amazing trickery from Del Piero, um, take a two 0 lead, and at that point you're like, well, it's game over. We're learning our lessons. It's fine. But then, what happens with Stan Petrov? About 
Scores a goal. Do you not remember it was the free kick? Yeah, 67th minute as well, I think. He practised it the so week before at Dundee, though. Yeah, so we beat yeah. Dundee the week before 4-0, and Petrov, uh, literally just outside the halfway line... Aye, just rattled it in. Rattles this... F- I don't even know if it's still on YouTube, but the, the goal against Dundee is, is actually far better than Juventus' Aye. goal. Um, but we get a lifeline. Uh, so it's 2-1, and then Celtic just start playing football. Really, really well against Juventus, uh, who would have been one of the favourites... Um, and then is it Chris Sutton I think does dives in the box <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about that it's not a dive but it's, it's a soft penalty. makes the most of what is it it was a foul he was fouled in the box that's a penalty yeah that's the rules so it was only one dive Amoruso was not fouled in the penalty no, that, no listen hey that's 100% true 100% true Chris Sutton was pulled down to the ground which he was uh, Larson steps up Boom, rattles the penalty in. We Celtic are two each. It's the 85th minute. And that's it. We've got a point. Glorious. Yep. Magnificent. Big One of the biggest results in our history at that point. I don't know if we'd done anything in Europe before I was born. <laughs> um, don't really care if we did. No. That doesn't mean it to you. Uh, but then, again, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you're a little bit younger, Nicola Marousseau has, I think, the worst dive I've ever seen in the history of world <laughs> football. Ever. Terrible. Um, and uh, he scores the winner in the, the 92nd minute or whatever it is. And I, I can... Boudley, as Boudley, as Boud says, uh, perversely, is one of the great coming back for a 2-0, and as you yeah. said, we just played well. Yeah, We played with a maturity that I've never, I had never seen a Celtic team play with before. Uh, but then, obviously, that defeat, Martin O'Neill's famous, uh, magnificent, absolutely magnificent, um, and... Big Martin and he was after game. But so that, that game was on the 18th. That was the Tuesday. Um, and then we've got a game. So this is the, this is the September. This, this is the list of results and um, games in September. Juventus away, Aberdeen at home, Porto at home, Rangers away. So four really, really tough games. Your pals at the SFA didn't do us any favours, did they, Gal? That's because it's the SPL. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the Juventus game obviously it was the 3-2 defeat uh, oh, so unlucky Aberdeen at home we defeated 2-0 Porto at home Dermot talk me through Porto at home I thought it was quite a poor game to be honest Porto um, after the UV game I thought yep this isn't a problem yeah, I mean we've got this totally covered um, sometimes in Europe at home we did tend to kind of freeze a bit I think uh, or it's almost like there was a there was so much pressure on it, yeah, on the team that they just didn't play freely. Uh, we won it, and I remember just being kind of relieved that we'd we'd get the points. You know, it was a, lar- a Larson header. Yeah, I, did, I still not header. Larson goal, sorry. And again, I didn't really. This is one of the, the things I didn't go back and watch, but. I, I tend to remember thinking we we did did we not dominate them? It just wasn't. I it I, wasn't as that entertaining. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it was a poor game of football. But that a lot of that was to do with Porto kind of sitting in, which no one expected. No one expected yeah. Porto we, to sit in. That, we thought yeah. they were a big fancy Dan team that would come and do all their moves. He's got a wee smile on his face, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why he's got that smile on his <laughs> face. Still fancy Dan. I don't know. But um, so I mean, I remember that game. I was at that game as well, and Porto did sit in uh, breaking. As as uh, snidey yeah. ratty teams tend to do, um, but you know Larson, we broke the deadlock. I mean, uh, uh, you're right. 
to an extent, Dermot, um, about us at home, but we won at home. We did. Uh, and again, I suppose we beat Rosenberg as well. Uh, Thanks home, for jumping ahead. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But Spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's weird in the way that a great performance away was kind of followed up by not quite the same kind of level. Um, but we never won away as well, would be the other point. Um, I mean, that's... We just... We didn't, I, I, we, we wouldn't something win. Something we would come to get used to. Yeah, we, we didn't win until we won at Spartak. Well, says, you know, we beat uh, Ajax away. We're not great at home. We go to Juve, play outstandingly. Yeah. We come back But if you look, obviously the season after that, we went to Seville and we had lots of away wins, or yep. just really away great away performances. Whereas in the, in the Champions League, we just couldn't buy you know, a win. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we didn't. That's not... We didn't yeah, try. We don't play in blue. Uh, so, the Porto game at home, we won that game and that was... That was fine. Then it comes to the big one. Uh, it comes to the the, the, the Rangers game uh, at Ibrooks. Um, talk me through the feeling of a old firm weak bowed oh, old firm. Fuck. Uh, yeah, tell that, me. that would have been an old, old firm, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, that's and no, I was going to say it's it's starting to almost feel like that nah. it's not it's just you're, you're excited to pump Rangers now um, but back then it w- there were nerves and it didn't matter whether we were kind of dominant as we were becoming at that point having just won the treble the last year under Martin O'Neill or when we were pish but we could still just Beat play them. well against Rangers and sometimes get a result um, but yeah it was just the pit of your stomach there was a feeling all week in the build up to this because you this didn't, game. you didn't know how it was going to go. I'm, I, I'd allude back to the season before we beat Ranger, we beat Rangers six two, and then it was five one, and then we went to Ibrooks uh, in the November and we get beat five one, which was of course uh, Robert Douglas's. Yeah. Uh, it was also Tori Andrews' debut, debut as well. As well. Um, but that's the point, though. You didn't know how it was going to go, uh, and to to actually go and win after the game on the Tuesday. This is the Sunday. Um, Porto at home. Uh, Rangers away 2-0 victory I mean it's just it's it's phenomenal the fact that they kept this Celtic were like a juggernaut in the league in 2000 yeah. and 2001 they just they were just ravenous for points and we, we just didn't lay up so that game was um, Alan Thompson and Stylian Petrov and uh, I'll just go through the team uh, Douglas in goals Valharan Baldi Mialbi then we had uh, that's your back three then Agat Thompson is your sort of wing backs. Lambert, Lambert, Lennon, Petrov, Larson, and Sutton. Would that have been our best team? Sorry, say that again. In Scotland, yeah. Valharan, Baldy, Mialbe, back three. Yep. Agath, Agat, Thompson is your wing backs. Lennon, Lambert, Petrov, Sutton, and Larson. Is that our best team that season? Pretty much only as Thompson, Peter. Like when Peter was on form Fuck and if he were off. going no, for no, to attack, no. I think he was better. But Thompson's no. a better player. Peter was pretty much finished for Celtic at that point. I think he didn't play many games. Well, always have Ajax. Aye, he, great he, first he, season. He was good at Ajax, but then he, he played. He played. He played that Valencia game as well. Yeah, but he, yeah. I think he kind of. Aye, it was. He, he was he in and fell out. away. He, he fell away. Um, but but I think, I, and against Rangers, you would always play Thompson. That was yeah, because he he loved the goal against Rangers, which shows in this game. But also should Petrov highlight free kick. We had uh, yes, we had Hartson on the bench, 
as well. Rangers nearly signed before we did. Who Rangers nearly signed, of course. So, uh, I can go to my little uh, league table thing. So, in the September, uh, again, we actually didn't drop any points at all. The only defeat we had that month was against Juventus at home. So, that's 3 6 9 12 at 12. So, at the end of September, uh, Celtic were first, obviously. Um, nine games played in the league. 25 points on the board. Rangers, who only lost three games this season. Which, again, if you think about trying to put into... Trying to put any context. Um, you're in Europe. You're focusing on the Champions League. You're obviously wanting to win the treble again. That's what, how you set your sights. But this Rangers team, they're, they're not letting up at all. They're also in Europe as well. They're, they're making a good good fist of it in Europe as well. But they're on 18 points. But Dermot's favourite team, Livingston, who've just been promoted, of course, 16 points. So, how do you think Liverpool are going to do? Do you think that's... Th- they, they could split <laughs> Celtic and Rangers. They might even push for the title. Push for the title? Oh my goodness. But yeah, so at the end of September, Celtic, uh, top, of the, top of the league, top of the league and seven points clear and to be fair that kind of was the pattern for that season Uh, but then so going into the the October uh, we play Rosenberg at home this is the rescheduled match the the rescheduled first match 1-0 victory this is the Alan Thompson under the wall yeah Uh, were you at this game as well I I went to all the sort of the group games Uh, I I get thought this it was a crap game as well, I eh? you know. To be honest, I can't even really remember the Porto game, but I mind being bored up my mind at the Rosenberg game. Slightly anxious, but just not a really good performance and just glad to get away with the win. Yeah. Um it should be highlighted that Rosenberg in this game were really poor as well. This was a yeah. I think it was this game though that I thought to myself, uh, we could qualify from this group. Because at this point we would have had six points. Six point. I think six we point. went top of the group. I don't know if that's six points from nine. Juventus would have had. Did Juve play the next day? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I mean, at this point again, you're 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 looking at it and thinking, you know, we've 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 beat our two main rivals. We've done. Yeah. We, we've home one games. of those. Uh, Juve will do what they do if we can win our home games and get a point away from home. I think I thought, and that we also once the momentum started building, you thought I draw away. No, I think the men- momentum started building at this point. You thought, we'll beat someone away. We'll beat no, Rosenberg. I, I, I thought we'd beat Rosenberg away. I thought yeah. we were poor, but they're terrible. Um, I wasn't absolutely certain that we would uh, beat Juve at home at that point. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, we, 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 we took on Porto. Um, sorry, we took on Rosenberg. Uh, we defeated them 1-0. Again, it wasn't a very good game, but again, it didn't matter. Then we cut well, in between. We've got Motherwell. Uh, then we've got Porto away. But did you want to take this one? What happened to Porto away? Uh, we collapsed. We were pumped by. I was going to say a very good Porto side. A Porto side that can uh, that included Deco. But they other players as well. Um, the Clayton as well. He scored the goals. He was he was yep. kind of a quite a bang average sort of. Uh, yeah. Capucho, who's shite. He, he ripped us apart, though. Yeah. Um, but I, they just, it was, yeah, it was. Um, so it, it was a, it was a real disappointment. You kind of, 
you could you could have accepted being beaten away because you're away, but you we again I think at that point you thought you know what we can go and we can maybe muster a, a one mm-hmm. each or something. So the three games previous we conceded three goals. We conceded three goals against Juventus in that one match, and then we've had two clean sheets, yep. uh, two wins in the trot. You're looking at it and you're thinking, just go over there, be you know tight. You know, remember, you know, do your your, your personal battles, etc., etc. We got ripped apart. Um, however, the biggest disappointment, me and Dermot watched this game just before we started recording, uh, the goals we lost, Dermot. Yeah, uh, it's not Douglas's finest moment, was it really? Uh, Robert Douglas is beat with... It's, Sunday it's, names and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's that bad. Uh, Capuccio puts a ball, the first goal, Capuccio puts a ball in and uh, Baldi's completely caught under the ball and it's a really poor header from Clayton but it bounces under Douglas's arms and again, it's one of those if if I can, I can remember that now, if you have a Craig Gordon, uh, you know. By the way, Douglas Douglas would go on to redeem himself against Valencia away because he was phenomenal in that match. And it was unplayable. Yeah. And, and, and it's Seville it's, run, Seville run. He had, you, you know against Liverpool, he was excellent. But in this game specifically, um, the second goal again, which we lose in the forty sixth minute. And just another wee point about Douglas yeah. as well. We we've talked before about how we've. Our generation hasn't seen a lot of great keepers, and then you get Boric and Foster and Gordon to a degree. But Douglas, up until that point, was probably as good as we'd seen. You've got um, Packy Bonner, but Packy Bonner, Jesus, no. Uh, yeah, oh, probably. Come on. Blasphemy. You love him. Absolutely uh, legend. Um, but yeah, Douglas probably was the best. <laughs> Yeah, that we had seen at that point, and as I say, he would have, he would go on to have good games in Europe, but this just wasn't his finest hour. Uh, but because it was the first goal and the third goal, Dermot. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't very good, and it's like you were saying earlier about getting beat by the bounce of the ball. He got beat by the bounce of the ball twice. <laughs> he actually he saves just, the third yeah. goal and just kind of comes off his body and goes just, in when he should have. Yeah. Should have cleared it. The defending didn't help, though. I mean, to bl- I wouldn't blame Robert Douglas specifically just for this game. He made mistakes in it, but so did everyone. Uh, Celtic were a bit of a shambles. It's one of the worst away performances because it was 3-0 going on 10. Um, I still have nightmares about that game, frankly. Um, that and the Shakhtar Donetsk game in 2006, or whatever it was. Um, and so, you know, again, we've went from being... You know, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Roller coaster of emotions, but you know, lose our first game to I uh, to Juventus. Um, cheated, cheated, cheated. Genuinely, yeah, eighty fifth minute. We've five minutes to make. Then we've got these two victories in a row. Then to get really kind of I'm still really angry about that penalty. <laughs> oh no, I remember. I've just been devastated. Uh, Seventeen years, but we yeah. get we get we basically got we got millered by. You still raging, I. Uh, I, I then got really upset at how old we are. Oh, Seventeen years, years ago. Yeah, is that possible? Jesus Christ, gentlemen. Sorry, so Just to get depressed <coughs> in this podcast. Actually, <laughs> so we be, we get beat by Porto three 0 Um, we fully deserve to get defeated. Uh, then we we play on the Saturday. That's a Wednesday. On the Saturday, we play Dundee United. And we ham them five one. Back on track. Yay! Uh, Take but then that. then we've got the definitive game. We've got the Rosenberg away game. Essentially, what you're looking for is some sort of result here, and then all you need to do is get something against Juventus as well. Uh, you know, we're confident in our home form at that point, um, but Rosenberg away about 
shambles. Pish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolute pish. I... Was on, I was under the impression that Harold Bratback and Celtic had some sort of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of relationship. Yep. And um, like so many before him, he um, just <sighs> got as naked and laughed at us. That's <laughs> got as naked and laughed at us? Sorry, is that just me? It's just a... Sorry. Dude, do you want um, to tell us something? Jesus. It just, that uh, was horrible. Yeah, it's but the, the, the really horrible thing about that because um, he scored both their goals in the first half. Four, yeah, they were 2 0 up with 34 um, minutes. The whole, just the, the. We can. We are shy, but we can turn this around. We can score. We can. I just. To the last minute, I was hoping. So I'm a so I'm just a fucking idiot like that. I think. So. Well, to, to give to give Robert Douglas a little bit of credit, we were 2 0 down. 34th minute, Rosenberg get a penalty and Douglas saves it. A really good save as well. Uh, there's no more scoring in the game. Celtic hit the bar. Larson has one on uh, one on one where he misses. So, but frankly, if if we'd got something out of that, it would have been a fucking travesty for, for Rosenberg. But I, th- I think uh, were Larson something did they both have the flu or something? I think it was on another. Do you want to, do you want to give a give an excuse for them? I uh, no, honestly, I think there was because I remember just thinking that was a game. We were going over there to win. It wasn't going to be a problem. We were better Rosenberg. We didn't turn up. I totally didn't turn up at all. But I think that, that there was like a, a kind of flu virus or something because they, they were shadows on normal self. Yeah, there's there's no question at this point. Larson was kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch as well, just in general. But a rough patch, a patch in regards to Henrik Larson at Celtic. Terms. <laughs> I mean, he scored thirty five goals this season, yeah. but he was going through a rough patch. Um, but that game, yeah, that that kind of floored, that kind of floored uh, my belief that we get through because I didn't think for a second we'd beat Juventus, which we ended up doing, but it still wasn't enough to, for us to qualify. Um, the Rosenberg game, I think, was a kind of watershed moment for me because I. <sighs> You had so much faith and so much hope, and it was like I, I at that point I legitimately thought this: uh, if we can just do this game, if we can just if we can qualify for the last sixteen, uh, oh, sorry, let me repeat that: if we can, can qualify for the next group stage, because there was a group stage after this, if, if we all remember, fucking ridiculously, there was two group stages before the knockout stages, just to you know make more money. Um, yeah, it was good that they've changed that. Yeah. It's now just about the football. The level playing too well. <laughs> yep. Fair point. Um, but, you know, Douglas saves a penalty. You know, you think to yourself, you know, it could be 3 0, but it's not. But, you know, it breaks down from there. Then the Juventus game at home, 4 uh, 3. Bowed thoughts? He's just blown away again. Um, as I said, the 3 2 game was just incredible. But to then take one of the best teams in Europe and favourites to win the competition and uh, to smash them 4-3 uh, absolutely gubbed them didn't stand a chance <laughs> yeah I, you know there was a lot of reserve players playing for, for Juventus at that point but but it was still just what a feeling and again and people like to talk about the atmosphere at Celtic Park on a European night but my god that was just utterly ridiculous yeah, yeah. David's get injured in the warm up he did, yeah. He did, and uh, 
O'Neill finally played Lubo. I think this was kind of Lubo's sort of swan song in European football. He was just unplayable. He was phenomenal. Unbelievable. Uh, one thing that sticks in my mind about this game was when Trezeguet came on. And he scored two. Uh, and, but he just looked like he could score any time he got the ball. Yeah. Was it Del Piero uh, free kick? Del Piero free scored? kick, yeah. Um, that was a beast. That was a beauty. Because yeah. um, so they, they go 1-0 up with Del Piero. Then we go... Uh, Chris Two Sutton it's uh, uh, Valharan Valharan that's right uh, and then Sutton's volley oh, which, was which was amazing yeah Cully. Um I, I actually didn't realise I totally forgot that Larson scored in this game as well he scored as a penalty no yeah yes yes yeah, uh, and then obviously uh, Sutton scores again um, but you know it was too little too late um, but it set a trend because we won all our home games um, which is something we would, you know, we'd be, we wouldn't win every home game going forward, but we became Fort, Fortress Parkhead. For, genuinely became Fortress Parkhead, uh, and you know we finished on nine points, and there was two other groups where teams finished on the same amount of points as us or less and qualified. Again, that would, I think, Rangers qualified with seven points at one point uh, for the last sixteen. It's just kind of some Celtic Cup. Um, where luck in the Champions League, we've we've never ever had it. Um, I I'm, I'm just looking at this Juve team. You're saying it's full of reserve players: Amoruso, Del Piero, Nedved, Takanardi. That's a pretty good team. I was joking when I said that. I was joking. I thought you were being serious. No, to be daft. And then Trezeguet came on and rattled in some goals. Davids would have been playing if he hadn't been injured. Oh, it was it a Juve team were terrific? Yeah. But you know, big. Performance enhancing drug taking damage. Uh, I think because I think that season was returned after his ban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, so at this point, you know, the Champions League's we're, we're out of the Champions League. We have qualified for the UEFA Cup, which is terrific. Um, but what you, what's your kind of what's your kind of thoughts on the Champions League? Our first kind of venture into the group stages, about it was it was incredible. It is really it, was. It was. Um, as, as disappointing as some of the results were and as disappointing as it was not to qualify for the next stage of the, the Champions League um, especially on nine points as you say when I think pretty much any other group would have got us through I don't think there was anyone else No, no I, I might be lying but I don't think there was anyone else in nine points that season that didn't qualify Yeah I think everyone who else had nine points qualified yet um, But it was just aye, it was something, something else something that we as Celtic fans hadn't experienced going to Europe and actually getting decent results against. I, I think teams. I think it's my favourite Champions League pro, um, performance we've ever had. Yep. We've done. We've got to the last sixteen, of course. Uh, we've you know we beat Barcelona, etc. But this for me is the pinnacle, and a lot of it is to do with the fact that we did fuck up away, <laughs> and the fact that we did kind of thingy. But Fortress Parkhead became a thing. Uh, the performance away in Juventus uh, just. Celtic being Celtic, it was a perfect Celtic Champions League group. We quali- we get the amount of points it takes other people through, it doesn't take us through. Okay. <laughs> we win all our home games. It's just uh, it's beautiful in a way, Dermot. Uh, it kind of set the sort the pattern for what's going to happen. There've been uh, some great performances and then been genuinely unlucky in games. Uh, and Juventus cheating, uh, just like they have their entire history, gal. Oh, it's also the that. old lady of cheating. That's how they're known. It's when weird. the year after this, we're playing Leon and Leon. I think it was a year after this, and we're 
We lost threes too because of Hedman. Aye. Hedman being a dick. But also, did Baldy give away a penalty by heading the ball off his, his hand? hand? Yeah. And there's no way in any other game of football that you that that's be been given a, a penalty. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is the group that Celtic have. It wasn't the next season; it was the was season, it season after, after that. But yeah. this, you know, that this kind of set a trend because uh, you know Juventus and Porto. We would later have yeah. AC Milan and Bayern Munich. We would later have you know Paris Saint Germain and. Uh, uh, who else did we have in the group this year? Uh, Barcelona. 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 You know, it's just we always have Barcelona. We always have, but PA, We always oh, have. Munich, uh, we always have ridiculous. Yeah, groups. Milan, we've we've Milan. never had it easy, and that just just comes up. But in the league again, Celtic uh, running away with it, being absolutely dominant. October, we don't drop a point. We beat Motherwell two one. We beat Dundee United five one. We beat Kilmarnock one nil. Uh, the October table. Uh, Rangers are—they're falling away. We're seven points clear, which is exactly the same as it was before. <laughs> Twelve games played, thirty-four points. Rangers are on twenty-seven, but Rangers are pulling a gap away from Livingston, who are on twenty. Aberdeen are on twenty as well. It's a tight table. Uh, St Johnston have three points after twelve games. Uh, so we're out the qual- we're out the Champions League. Unfortunately, we've qualified for the UEFA Cup. Uh, looking for an easy draw, looking for someone who we could maybe have an opportunity against. Uh, who do we get, Boud? Valencia. Valencia had just came off two European Cup wins. Uh, sorry, European Cup final appearances in a row. They did w- lose both games. One of them was uh, on penalties. Um, but Dermot, in the grand scheme of what this stood for, uh, how difficult was this? I, I mean, that was probably one of the hardest ties you could have got, you know. Um I I think the first game over there I I, I couldn't believe that Douglas kept us in it. Yeah. I mean I, th- I thought his performance was outstanding, but I mean they really did rip us apart. That was uh was a miracle. That was only one 0 Actually it was a miracle it was only one 0 I went to the beanback. It's the first time I've ever <laughs> been to a beanback. It was the only time I'd been to a beanback. So we went to watch uh, Valencia, Celtic Valencia and Valencia Beanback Parkhead, Freezing Night um, and as you see, Celtic lo- lost 1-0 um, but Celtic I've, I, it's, I've Robert Douglas for all the kind of issues he had in the Champions League in terms of you know maybe not being at his best was phenomenal. Chris Sutton his child was sick, the he hadn't. He he wasn't able to travel. He wasn't able to to play in this game. So he was obviously a massive miss. Um, Boud, can you name some of the names that played in that Valencia team? Definitely. Go on. And I can definitely pronounce them correctly as well. Aymar uh, uh, was there, right? Aymar uh, was there. Yeah, that's the that's the standout. Torres, Ayala, uh, um, Abelda, Caru. Jesus Christ. Yeah. John Caru. Yeah. yeah. Um, Getting battered by Boulder. Getting bat- yeah, but he he went on to say recently that that was yeah, his toughest, toughest ever game. Uh, so the Celtic team that went to Valencia, I mean, Jackie McNamara, Baldy. So this is where it kind of changed. Celtic went to a back four. Uh, so we Craney played yeah, in that one, though. Which is back, yeah. yeah, so the game in Valencia, McNamara, Baldy, Mialbi, Craney, Lennon, Lambert, Petrov, Lubo, Hartson and Larson. Um... Hartson would later go on to claim that his hardest ever opponent was Ayala. Ayala was obviously quite a small, but he was, you know, diminutive and he was strong. And Hartson, 
basically always said he would know if he'd have to beat him. You know, he'd, he'd have a, he said he always he might struggle, but he'd still you know never give up. He says after ten minutes against Ayala, he knew that he wasn't getting any change out of him. But Celtic were for a light of a better word, absolutely destroyed in that game. But we come away from that game uh, 1-0, uh, defeat 1-0 away. Um, that's on the Thursday. We've got Rangers at home on the Sunday. Again, think about it in the context of now and, you know, how big... The fact is, though, Rangers were still in Europe at this point and Rangers were... had eye on you know uh, lots of different pies at this point we'd already this this in november we started our uh, league cup campaign we'd beat sterling albion 8-0 that's no mean feat bowed no no mean feat um sterling albion 8-0 so in november we we had because uh, obviously the the league the police and stuff had done away with the rangers games at christmas time so this was in the november time um yep. so we, we again we we went at home to Rangers. This is our first game, and uh, Larson and Valhan, um, two one victory over Rangers. Uh, this is only what three days after Valencia. How big a what does that say about this team? Bowed at this point, they were minted, minted as fuck, innit? They were, um, and did we not? I mean, that was a stretching, you know, start, start stretch lead ahead of Rangers at that point. So, yeah, so the end of November, ten we points or something. yeah, it's ten points. It's absolutely ten points. So at the end of November, we've had a a tough November. Um, St Johnston away two one. We beat Stirling Albion eight 0 Hearts away, in which we won one 0 Again, this is another month where we pick up all the points. All home. the points. Uh, we're starting to get just a run against Rangers as well. By this point, it's just uh, it's almost like now. You know, yeah, we we play Rangers and we you know we give them a wee. We, nice certainly, we, we certainly don't lose to them. Yep. Um, going into December, Dermot, we hadn't played uh, beyond Christmas, beyond New Year in, in Europe um, for for a long time. Yep. Um, we've got Valencia at home. You're at Stereo Lab. Talk us through the Stereo Lab game. Aye, well, we couldn't get it. was mean, Sush. Couldn't get tickets to Valencia again for some reason. So we watched it in a pub and then kind of the worst possible thing. So basically missed. Most of the lab, but I had left before the penalties. The pubs we didn't even see the penalties, and then we only got a bit of the gig. But uh, I, I remember just getting home uh, and just being so disappointed that Valhalla had missed twice. <laughs> no, but were you at this game? No, I don't think I was. Uh, I, I was at this game. This is. There was a shit. Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> I own it. Think for this game, I didn't get tickets, and then at the student union. Oh, here we go with the student fucking union again. Yeah. There was there was some stupid. It was like Coors Light or some beer. Oh, it was right. like buy a beer and you can put, um, you can choose a minute that the next person will score in this game, and it will win you tickets to, uh, the the whatever game it was we were watching. You'd win tickets to the Valencia game, and it was only me and Kieran Gallagher that were interested in winning tickets because it was a student union. There wasn't didn't have any football fans, so we just bought a bunch of beers and won tickets. That. <laughs> Good. So did you just go? Yep. Uh, well, you don't clearly don't fucking <laughs> remember. I, d- I remember <laughs> winning tickets to go. I don't remember. I remember a lot. I am. I. This is the best atmosphere I've ever had felt at Parkhead. Uh, I think this was just unbelievable. Um, 
Celtic, as I say, lost, got, got away with the skin of our teeth with a 1-0. And this is a game, again, where we just absolutely, you know, where we've maybe not performed as well at home this season in the Champions League, other than the Juventus game, or in Europe as a whole. Uh, we've played winning football, but we've not necessarily played good. This game, we fucking took it to them. The two-time recent European Cup finalists um, who've got Aymar and they've got Pellegrino and they've got all these guys. They've got Canazares and goals. Um, and Maxi we, Lopez there? Maxi Lopez was yeah. there. Um, thingy, uh, Claudio Lopez was there. Right. Um, we played fantastically, Dermot. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, I mind watching sort of normal, <laughs> normal time. You know? um, but you know, again, we watched that. Larson missing. Yeah. L- Larson missed a penalty. Yeah. Um, missed, m- missed about two or three big sitters, uh, and you know he scores the goal though, of course, because he's, he's Henrik Larson. Uh, we go to extra time. Even in extra time, we're pushing for a winner. You know, Celtic have like, nothing to lose. Why not? We go to penalties. And it's the, I think it's the first ever penalty shoot I saw. I've not seen a lot of Celtic in a lot of penalty shows, but one of the most heart wrenching things I've ever seen. Uh, and it all ends with Valharan missing the penalty. The referee instantly blowing his whistle for a retake. Everyone cheering. And then him missing again um, with a really sort of pathetic sort of pass into the. Into the keeper's hands. But we performed really well. This was the end of our European sort of run. Um, thoughts on how it went? You know, we, it finishes in December. We can't quite go over the line of getting into the round that would see us past, past New Year. How did you feel at this point, Bowd? It was, it was a fitting end to that European campaign. We came up against a great team. We played really well in one game and really shit in another one and then just had our hearts broken um, something quite fitting about it though isn't there yeah the fact that we took them with penalties the fact that we couldn't get over the line but we'd learn from it Dermot yeah. and I would like to thank Coors Light for the <laughs> for <laughs> the tickets <laughs> ticket. I don't even remember if it's Coors Light it was a shite beer that's all I remember but I bought yeah. I bought and drank a lot of them I'm not sure if we did learn from it really I suppose it was experience Uh I remember the film. Oh. We as Celtic fans learned uh, to just be crushed. Yeah, yeah, but so that, that's all another glorious failure. Yeah, started to be a bit annoying after the while. Yeah, but know. we learned about knockout football from this, from this tie. I think yeah. the the fact that if you can kind of keep a keep a clean sheet away from home or lose by one and try and keep it tight, that which would you know see is in our for the next game uh, for the next season. Obviously, with what happened in the next season. Yeah, but I'm thinking. You know, Celtic have never learned. Celtic will never learn. Celtic. Think of the AC Milan game. Yeah. And Kaka waltzes through. Think of, you know, before this, McManaman doing it. We've had so many games where we've actually performed to a really great standard, but just kind of mucked up in a stupid way and allowed someone to. But we're in that that kind of middling sort of hole of. We're not. We're not. Now it's a different kettle of fish. But at that point, we weren't. We were just kind of mid card. And we, we kept coming up against kind of fucking. But we raised our game so much against the big teams that that's what makes it so disappointing. Stuff like Rosenberg away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just like, why are we losing to them? How, how can we play against UV? Because you can accept losing yeah. to you can accept losing to Porto away because it's Porto. I, Porto away is, is okay, but again, we should be getting a draw over there in Porto. Maybe you know. Valencia um, have a bat in their badge, so that's scary. 
Well, that would get more of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so shit. Was it? Okay. Uh, but no, um, I, I, I thought, I, again, this is, as I say, this is one of my favourite seasons. This is why we chose it. This is one of my favourite um, European performances. But Valencia is one of the greatest games I've ever been at. We won it. We lost a tie. Penalties. It was terrific. This month, December... Uh, we won against Hibs, we won against Dunfermline, we won against Dundee, we won against Livingston, Dermot's favourite. Mm-hmm. We lost against Aberdeen. Who scored for Aberdeen? Uh, I don't actually know because it's Memphis not coming game? up here. Uh, this would be our only defeat of the season. We lost at Pataudry 2-0. The only defeat of the season, unfortunately. Um, we would then go and beat Livingston and uh, Dundee United. So, the, the only points we dropped, we dropped three points, and that was against Aberdeen at Pitodry, Uh which meant at the end of December, going into the new year, Celtic had a 10-point lead over Rangers, but with a game in hand. Um, your Livingston are doing well, though. They're still in third. Really good, though. David Fernandez was an yeah, the, the, amazing player until we destroyed them. Yeah, Plankton. Um, so, you know, Celtic, 21 games played, 58 points, going into the new year. Uh, so we're kind of going to focus. At this point, we know that Celtic obviously kind of run away with with the title, but unfortunately, we've got some. Uh, you know, the League Cup. Uh, so the Scottish Cup starts in January. We defeat Aloha five uh, nil. The League Cup, we take on. Uh, let me just see. Sorry. Uh, Scottish Cup, we take on Aloha. The next round of then we take Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup, and we defeat them. As well, so at the end of January, Celtic are, yeah, Celtic are running away with it. Seventy three points um, at the end of January. Rangers had fifty eight. You know, it was really stretching ahead, but we get Rangers in the League Cup semi final. Robbie Winters and Darren Mackey were the scorers for that running. Oh, Robbie Winters. Robbie Winters, Robbie Winters penalty Polk. wasn't a penalty. I can tell you that straight away. <laughs> uh, but so we get Rangers in the League Cup uh, semi-final, and Rangers beat us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Bert Contman, that stupid Bert Contman one where he rattles it and it hits hits the back of the net. Um, quite, I just uh, it absolutely dominates it at that point. Uh, at this point, I think the enthusiasm for for the the kind of cup competitions. So without the without Europe, without the cups, well, sorry, we're out of the, the league cup at this point. Um, we've still got the Scottish Cup. Um, so February, we take on Aberdeen away from home in the Scottish Cup, and we defeat them two 0 uh, At the end of February, the league is looking uh, again. Celtic are absolutely dominating. Twenty nine point, uh, twenty nine games played, eighty points. Um, Rangers have got sixty seven points in second. <laughs> they are thir- thirteen points, but we're thirteen points ahead of Rangers. Um, Livingston are twenty points behind Rangers. I mean, this shows you how dominant Rangers were. Uh, this yeah. just, Rangers were put out of the UEFA Cup by they beat PSG. They went out to Feyenoord, who would go on to uh, win the tournament. Again, we can't emphasise... Alex McLeish took over um, from Dick Advocate. Dick Advocate re- resigned in December. December. Alec McLeish took over, and Alec McLeish didn't, he lost and one game between the new year and the end of the year. season. What were you going to say? Uh, did Advocate not stay at Rangers? Like he resigned Direct, director of football yeah. he became. 
Um, McLeish was at the Hib. There's a very interesting article about uh, Directors of Football, 90minutesynic.com, um, and yes. also part of the Cynical. Correct. Check that was out. Was that a Mackay? Graham Mackay, aye. So, at this point, the only thing Celtic's got to uh, look or look towards is the Scottish Cup. Uh, so, we defeat Aberdeen 2-0, uh, and we take on Air United, who Rangers played in the League Cup, and absolutely smashed. Oh, Brian McLaughlin was playing. Brian McLaughlin? Eddie, Eddie Munster, as yeah. he was nicknamed. I remember that, because that's the time Moby Brower brought us a ticket to see a Godspeed to Black Empire for Christmas. Yeah, the band who was saying, do you want to go and see them? I was like, no, nah, it's okay. Oh, they're really good. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go and see them. Christmas, there you go, look, I got you a ticket. Uh, and it was the day of that cup final. And, and what happened when you got to the gate date? You, you asked for your ticket? I asked for, t- are you coming? Uh, he feigned illness and it turned out he'd sold his ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get it. He was saying he couldn't come, he had the flu. I was like, well, give it to me, I'll get Kev Coyle to come. Uh, he's like, oh, no. It was like, Brian, where's the effing ticket? Uh, Oh, I sold it. So I was like, I went out of spite on my own. It's <laughs> <laughs> a gig I didn't want to go to. Brian uh, Coyle. Happy, happy days. Damn you, Brian. <laughs> Brian Coyle. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm we. I'm going to try to remember that and then pull him up about it. Next thing I <laughs> it was shocking. So, we got um, in the semi finals of the Scottish Cup, we got Air United uh, and beat them 3 0. So that was the end of we we played we played Rangers. Um, so the first match against Rangers under McLeish uh, was the League Cup semi final, and that Bert Contamin goal knocked us out. Uh, uh, did it go into extra time? It went into extra time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second game against uh, McLeish's Rangers uh, finished one each. Uh, that was at Ibrox, and. These game, it's not that these games don't matter. Of course, they matter, but you know at that point the league had pretty much been sewn up. Yeah. Essentially, uh, we threw one each, so we were still undefeated. Which I guess at that point was similar to last season. Uh, just the momentum of not oh, losing. Lost sorry, sorry, the season before the, the the invincible season, just not 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 getting not getting a defeat. A draw was fine, um, or even just not losing to them this season. Essentially, uh, so by the end of March, you're looking at. Celtic being on 90 points at the end of March after 33 games. Uh, Rangers on 77 points. So again, it was still 30. But that's the point. Rangers being on 77 points at the end of March. That's a ridiculous amount of points. It just so happens that we were better. This is Rangers, Rangers in this season were kind of in turmoil. And they still were only 13 points behind us. That shows you how close. Talk about EBTs, talk about cheating, etc, etc. We didn't know that at the time. So we're just dealing with. We were Still dealing at that point very with very strong players in that squad. Yeah, of course. And it, it, yeah, they did lose some players. They brought in some. I mean, they had these annoying players like Lovenkrantz. Yeah, know, that was know, against us. Lovenkrantz. I just hated him so much. You know, he wasn't even all that good. He just seemed to he do was it fast. Somehow. He was fast. Even yeah. I mean, Tori Angeli uh, Flo, who didn't do it against us, but. Against the rest of the league, Tori Angeli Flo was the t- third top goal scorer in the league. The top goal scorer was uh, Larson, the second top was Hearts, and the third top was Tori Andre Flo. So he did score goals. There's a yeah. myth that Flo didn't do up here. Oh, he was well, worth, he a, worth every he, penny. Did he score one against Celtic? <laughs> he, scored, he scored the, uh, yeah, the goal, like, the 5-1 defeat we mentioned yeah. earlier. Uh, was so, his debut, wasn't it? Yeah, so by the end of the March, the end of the March, uh, the league's pretty much sewn up. Uh, we've had a good display in Europe. Unfortunately, we've not got to where we want to be in terms of getting past Christmas. Uh 
But, you know, we defeat Air United to get into the Scottish Cup final. Here's the weird thing. The Scottish Cup final happens before the season ends. So, in April, we play Dermot's favourite, Livingston. We beat them 5-1. We beat Dunfermline 5-0. Then we play our final match against Rangers. Uh, it finishes one each. So, at this point, Alex McLeish has got a decent record against us. He's got an undefeated record against us. Um, and so, which is disappointing. But again... McLeish was good at having great first seasons. Yeah. Let's hope he's a good first season with Scotland. <laughs> um... But so we let's just see where we are at the um, the end of let's see where we are at the end of April. So at the end of April, hundred points, hundred points, thirty-seven games uh, and a hundred points. Rangers had eighty-four points, sixteen points behind us. But that's a ridiculous amount of of points really to accrue. Um, again, this is when Rangers they finished thirty points above Aberdeen, who finished third. No, Aberdeen didn't finish third. Aberdeen at this point. So, at the end of April, uh, we had the Scottish Cup final on the 4th of May. What the f- Why the fuck did this yeah. happen? Scottish Cup final on the 4th of May. And then we had a, a final league game after that. Um, Aberdeen and Livingston were on the same points of 55. So, the final match before we go into the, before we go into the final game of the season, Aberdeen and Livingston are equal. Uh, but then, can you get the Scottish Cup final up? Probably, yeah. Then, uh, what happens is we have, in my opinion, the worst cup final I've ever experienced. You can talk about Wraith Rovers, which was horrible. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm, I'm talking about the Scottish Cup, though. Like, the Scottish Cup final experiences. Uh, Maybe it's not the worst, but do you know what? It still resonates with me to this day. Um, It... Baldy scored. Yep. Uh, Baldy did, but his Hartson scores first. So, so we take the lead. Rangers equalise. Who equalise for them? Love and Krantz, as yeah. Dermot says. Uh, then Baldy scored. Baldy scores second half, fifty minutes. Um, and then who equalises? Ferguson on sixty nine, which it's horrible, horrible game. But sixty nine is always funny. That is pretty funny. Uh, and then was it the last minute? Uh, yeah. Last minute that boy Love and Krantz again. Um, yeah, Lovelin and Ferguson scored a great free kick in that game, and then Lovelin Cran scored. So it's funny when you look at their team, though, like Kloss, Moore, Newman, De Boer, Ferguson. I mean, they, they still had quite a lot of quality, yeah. good as players. You much know? as I dislike McCann, McCann was a decent player. Uh, McCann was excellent for them, man. Yeah, for them, I can't stand him. Avalanche was on. Yeah, so essentially, Dallas as well. They Dallas yeah. playing for them. <laughs> Most important player. Essentially, uh, Celtic. Uh, so this season for Celtic uh, was the first time they'd won consecutive titles since 1981-1982. Uh, at this point, uh, they went completely unbeaten at home in the entire league run. Uh, that's a run that would extend through the entirety of the of the following season. So overall, seventy seven matches. Until I think we was lost to Dun- Aberdeen. Or was it Dundee? No, it was Aberdeen. I remember was Aberdeen, Aberdeen was or the first team we beat. Is that still Scobdale that was in charge, or did, did he been punted? Ah, you're, you're asking me questions. I can't. Yeah, ask sorry. So, hundred and three points, thirty three wins, eighteen goals against, and only one defeat. It's a phenomenal record. But 
if you actually look at that season, up until December, it was amazing. And then after December, yeah. we lose the League Cup semi-final. Um, then, you know, we, we clinch the league, but we lose the Scottish Cup final. And so, I mean, in comparison, you know, I, Rangers were at our necks. Now, we were 13 points ahead for most of the season. But just cup competitions. They, they, at that point, Rangers had a guilt. Just they had something over us for those games. Yeah, Specifically in that season. As a season that was still... I mean, oh. at that point, I mean, the treble. I mean, that was incredible to see the treble that first season. It's also that difficult second album for Martin O'Neill. Oh, God. Um, the Strokes had a good second album. But there, so there was the that... There's always that fear, you know, what we've done incredibly well. We've smashed Rangers, which we haven't seen really ever um, with the Wim Jansen victory, but can we keep it up? And you know what? We kind of did. And I mean, double trebles, obviously we've just won one, but that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Um, Dermot, I'm going to ask you, what's your what was your kind of take on the season as a whole? I think the European kind of adventure was massively exciting. Yeah. And that's the thing that kind of stuck in my mind at the, at the time. The League Cup, I've never been too fussed about the League Cup. Uh, it's maybe just a bit kind of arrogant or superior of me, but I, I remember. It was, al- it was always the Diddy Cup and you wanted I, the, the it, Scottish Cup, but then... It's you know, more the fact of losing to them. Reason, but yeah. That's what I find disappointing. Scottish Cup was, you're right, it was an absolute heartbreaker, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, just some of the awards. Uh, Bank of Scotland Premier League champions Celtic, Scottish Cup winners, Rangers League Cup winners, SPFA Player of the Year, Lorenzo Amoruso. I know, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what a joke. Uh, Young Player of the Year, Kev McNaughton. Hi, he's great. Writers Player of the Year, Paul Lambert. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean how did Amoruso get that? Come on. That's it. I don't it's know. It's I mean, we we were absolutely dominant. How would the current Celtic team do against this Celtic team? Uh, lose. Bout. I. It's always hard comparing different generations. Compare Larson, Hartson, and Sutton against yeah. our defense. I guess our defense. I think. Indeed, and even just the, the physicality of that Marlon yeah. side was incredible. Uh, the physicality of it is is phenomenal. Um, I think if you look at, I'd like to see Dembele up against Baldy. <laughs> no, that'd be an interesting. He would, he would absolutely smash him. To be honest, uh, and I'm not saying who on who, <laughs> just in general. Uh, Chris Henderson tweets a poor season, a poor season from Larson with a pitiful 35 goals. Um, <laughs> Shambolic. Puts in, puts in brackets leg break and debut season aside. This was genuinely his lowest scoring season, which which is true. Yeah. That just shows how good it was again. Not to be the the old guy talking about you don't you know you guys don't know, but. Having Henrik Larson in your team, I know it was incredible. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it just you oh, oh, a superstar. Game to game, not getting a goal or an assist or both was a disappointment. <laughs> no. You really just expect you just. I ah, we've got Larson. He will score or create a goal, but probably score one, and it'll probably be fucking brilliant as well. Against the best in the biz as well. Yeah. Um, Aidan Ritchie, looking back, it was an incredible season. Two trophies and some outstanding, but two trophies. What trophies? No, just one, Naden. Uh, being the, the best. League. Uh, some outstanding victories in the Champions League. However, at the same time, I was heartbroken about the Scottish Cup final. Peter Lovingcrans ruined my summer holidays. Yeah. Yeah. 
What a bastard. Uh, and that's the, even at the time though, it was still, you know what, you won the cups, but we won the league. I bet it's what mattered. I think Love and Crunch was Snyder like that. I think Love and Crunch probably got his greatest satisfaction out of just ruining stuff for yeah. people. I would have rather well, have been a Celtic winning. fan that season than a Rangers fan, let's put it that Gary, oh, yeah. H- Gary H says, only disappointment was losing to them in both cup finals. We couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that's it. Actually, there's one more. Someone left a comment on on the Facebook, so I'm just going oh, the old FB. The old FB, um, man for man. How do they compare with the current squad, and how important is it that we have three good strikers at the club as we did then and have now? Do we have three? We do have three we good have strikers. Three fantastic strikers, strikers right now. Not as good as then, as we've just said. I, I think. I think the biggest but thing that was from. Sorry, I should mention that was from uh, Callum Walker. Thanks, Callum. Thanks, Callum. Um, I, I think the point is, it's three different types of players. Yeah. Um, Chris Sutton was sneak it, sleek it, and snidey, and knew how to play, and he was intelligent. The way that we don't, the strikers that we don't have. Yes, yeah. um, I didn't. Well, the other thing as well, we we play differently now, obviously. But Chris Sutton was just fantastic for the other striker, whoever he was playing for, or the other attacker. If it was someone coming forward, Chris Sutton could hold your ball and pass it, or make that little get rid of the defender, yeah. or do whatever he had to do for. He worked for the team and he worked for his, his striking partner. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think as well as being a fantastic forward as well. Let me ask you this: Would any of the players that we've got now? Get into the. I'll start. Would any of the players we now get into our team? Uh, Gordon Wood, Tierney, Tierney, Tierney Wood, um, Mialbi Wood. Mialbi? No, sorry, sorry, Mialbi. Mialbi would get in any team. <laughs> no. uh, Tierney Wood, uh, Gordon Wood, Future Iyer Wood, Future Iyer. That's not a. That's I'm not, not, that's not, not sure. Um, Future Dumbelli Scott Brown would Scott Brown wouldn't Scott Brown would headbutt Neil Lennon and take his place Scott Brown would start a fight and yeah. <laughs> assault the players to get in no Scott Brown's terrific but I, I just the three that triangle as we've mentioned there's, there's yeah, not a chance he's breaking that uh, Scott Sinclair at his best potentially but I think uh, Thompson done it over such a period of time yeah uh, this yeah. year Scott Sinclair no no yeah the last season Scott Sinclair I actually think probably I, mean, I think we're being nostalgic about last season Paddy Roberts yeah um, but if you actually see if you kind of this season James Forrest mm, mm, if you look at the uh, see if you come uh, comparable right the midfield three that they had uh, that, that we've got currently Scott Brown and Cham and let's say Armstrong right because you, you could certainly to an extent compare them to Lambert Lennon and Petrov I wouldn't and Cham no. maybe for a bit of I, I, again, future in Cham could be right now. He's not. No. Um, I take it would that be in Cham instead of Lennon? Aye. Because I think Lambert's. No, I, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, you know, it, 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 it's tough to compare. I, I think it would be more, a more interesting thing would be how would that team deal with football today? Yeah. Because and football today has changed. Would they get? Would they get absolutely pumped the way we have been? They might because you know that if if if, if that Celtic team came up against that PSG team, yeah, I, I think we would lose. I don't think we'd lose seven nil because um, we are just break we, some of the legs. No, we are the we are the yeah. at that at this point we're you know giving teams opportunity to score the way yeah. that that team didn't. 
but it's, uh, it's, it's it just gener- to- uh, you can't really compare generational things. It, it, although it, we are and we will continue to do in future podcasts. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again. I'm talking about future players because th- this team is so young. Well, our yeah. current team. Do you know what this so team's like? Dembele. It's like the Ajax, that Ajax team. Yeah, the Ajax I, team. It's, what a, could it's, they turn it's into? a young team. It's yeah. like what could this Celtic team turn into? Um, because we've had a few, you know, doings. But as long as we learn from them, we're, we're moving forward. This is Brendan Rodgers' second season. This is Brendan Rodgers' second season, and he's done everything he's had to do. He's won the treble. And he's got us further in Europe than he did last season. And frankly, that's all we can ask for. Uh, that was the 2000 Timeline Celtic 2001 2002. Uh, Aye, that was good. It's strange how little you remember of certain things. It's mm. it's strange how everything also comes kind of comes flooding back on certain things that you yeah. don't you don't even realise. Completely forgot how good a goalkeeper uh, Christian Nellinger was, but he was one of the great great goalkeepers. Uh, Dermot Coyle, it's been a pleasure as always. Yes, um, we'll be doing these a couple of these in between downtime of seasons, mm-hmm. so we're going to be doing a Seville season, uh, and I'm sure you'll be terrific for nice that. One. Uh, Chris Bowd, same to you, of course. Um, Not as good, but. You know, trying, doing your best. Yep. Christian Elliger was a good goalkeeper. He used to live in uh, Queen Square. He was, uh, just down the road. There you go, just down the road from Sunny yeah, Actually, uh, little sister used to go to a guy. Uh, he was a big Rangers fan. And I uh, met Nerlinger on that drive through McDonald's. And Nerlinger was smashed. Michael asked him for an autograph. And Nerlinger goes, I'll give you tickets to the next game if you drive me into town. <laughs> 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 so he drove many town and got tickets, and I think Nerlinger came to retire. I think he'd much. He went back to Germany. Then wasn't it? I think he went back yeah. to Dortmund. Um, but he also was a member of Global Video when me Marek worked there. <laughs> and uh, when he le- he left in a transfer, like all of a sudden, he still has massive fines. By the way, <laughs> he, he that's why Global went out of business. It wasn't Netflix. It was <laughs> Christian Nerlinger. He, uh, he did not unpaid fines. He didn't. He was not kind. He did not rewind. <laughs> Chris Bowd, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It has. Uh, it's been my pleasure. This is Timeline Celtic. We are the Ninety Minute Cynic. I'm Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. Choo-choo-choo.
dying together we 